this week on The Breakup Breakdown. Everything happened very quickly with this person. Everything was great. Great to me. Was great with my friends. I got a really sketchy DM. It included all of these like pictures. I should have 1000% walked away and I didn't. This is where it gets inappropriate. The fact that I even gave him a chance after this makes me sick. This week we're getting down in the DMs and we're closing out what kind of turned into a two-part season premiere with a breakup story that our interviewee teased at the end of episode one and we're going to get some answers about it. Hey, what's up? It's Abby. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Breakup Breakdown. If you have your own breakup story you want to tell or if you want to submit a couple or even a friendship that you want me to look into, there's a submission form in the episode description. What's up, Heartbreakers? Welcome back to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown with Abby and Lexi. And last week, we had one of the most tumultuous stories we've ever had on the podcast where it was a total ambush of this girl trying to get her dog, her car, her dignity back. The dog. The dog is what I cared about. The dog. I was like, what what is the plan to get the dog? That's what we wanted to know. And it's like game over. Because we could not shut up when we were on that recording. And she was actually telling me about a breakup that I was curious about. I was, of course, curious about the first one. This one had happened recently. And I had been paying attention to her social media because it was one of those relationships that was very present on like Instagram stories Mm -hmm. and on the feed. And so when we finished up our recording, I was like, hey, whatever happened to you and let's call him Joseph. Whatever happened to you and Joseph? Because you guys were all over each other. And my mom mentioned something about it and it just left me with a cliffhanger. All right. And before we get into the breakup, I want to let you know where we are putting our monetary donations to this week. We're actually going to be supporting Haven House in Lexi's hometown of Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. I was going to say, I saw that. Every week, this is something new we're doing with the podcast. Every week, we are going to be putting monetary donations towards a different domestic violence shelter. And this week, I decided to focus on Buffalo in support of Lexi, who has always been by my side through this podcast. So I'm going to be making a personal donation to Haven House if you would like to look more into it and maybe put your own money towards it if you feel compelled to do so or your time if you live in Buffalo or your own resources. Again, find that link in the episode description. Let's get into the episode. We're picking up where we left off last week and she had teased that she had just been through another terrible breakup and normally I'd be like, oh, shucks, that sucks. But of course, I'm like invested in this girl's love life. I had known that she had started dating this guy recently after her last relationship ended. Mm -hmm. So after this horrible breakup that happened in episode one, she dated a guy for a couple of years that ended. And then after that relationship ended, she immediately started posting with some new guy. Because I do this podcast and I know that that's pretty common, I honestly was like, well, good for her. She found her man, mm-hmm. right time. Timing is everything. Yeah. And she seemed super in love with him. Posting all the time. It seemed like it was going really well. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that he had to go away for work for a little bit based off of his job. He goes away for however long. And when he comes back, of course, like the lovey-doveyness is back on the gram. She's posting about him. They're doing all these fun things. They're taking trips together. I'm talking with my mom one day, again, because we're just like overly invested in this girl. She goes, so you'll never guess what happened with so-and-so and Joseph. And I'm like, what happened? And she goes, well, he broke up with her on the last day of vacation after he had been gone for- On the vacation. I I think he was gone for four or five months. They were on vacation, broke up with her on the very last day. I hate that. And so I was like, what? I have anxiety. Why not just break up with her after you get back? Wanted to take the vacation. You you wanted to take the vacation. Which is stupid. And he didn't want to take it alone. So here's where it gets juicy. Okay. Because that's what my mom told me. And as we know, my mom is not a credible source. I'm like all all about your mom and her team. She goes, that's not what happened at all. It was actually 
actually the exact opposite. And I was like, well, you have to tell me more. Oh my God. And that's what we're going to get into in this episode when we break down this week's breakup. You have to set the record straight. So this is the beginning of your PR campaign, letting us know how this relationship ended. And then I'm never coming on this show again. Yeah, totally never. <laughs> so we also, we also have a friend in the background who may jump in and add some commentary. So to our listeners, don't be alarmed if you hear a new voice and you're like, who is this person? We have a secondary source here to add some commentary. So let's start from the beginning. Tell me how you met him and then like how you found love and then where things started to go wrong. So where all true love is found, I also met him at a bar. So clearly I've got to stop doing that because if you recall, I also met the last terrible relationship at a bar. I was playing pool with a friend. He and some of his friends came over and he was like, oh, is that your boyfriend? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, well, do you want to play pool? And I'm a sucker for pools. I was like, yeah, sure. Like acting like I was terrible. I'm actually pretty good at pool. We like hit it off there. He did get my number and ended up reaching out the next day asking if I wanted to go get drinks. Then we went on our first date. What did you like about him? Like, how did he charm you? Honestly, so I had just gotten out of a three-year relationship like a month before this. And that one was a really hard breakup. He was actually a phenomenal guy. Like I think I mentioned it on the last one. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about him. We were just wanting different things long-term. And so it was just kind of, but that kind of makes it harder sometimes, right? Like you don't really have anything to be mad at, but I hadn't dated anyone else in so long. And he was just super easy to talk to. We had a lot in common. Like we both went to SEC schools. And so we like talked about that and football and then had a lot of the same values kind of both growing up in the South and things like that. Just hit it off really well, really quickly. After you date someone for three years, you're like, how am I ever going to date someone again? And then it was just so easy with him that I was like, wow, maybe this is like just meant to be. He seems like a great guy, but when did things start to (laughs) take a turn? Everything was great. Everything happened very quickly with this person because he was in the military. That's just not always the case, right? But like naturally, sometimes it can expedite things depending on timelines. And he was leaving for a deployment. We were on kind of reduced time to like get to know each other and things like that. We went out for a little over a month. He asked me to officially date. And I was very hesitant because again, like this other breakup was so recent. I felt like I owed it to myself since he was so great not to pass up something that was like right in front of me. I went for it and met his family like a month and a half in, two months in. They were all great. Everything was great. My friends really liked him. It was right before the 4th of July because we were about to go back to his hometown to spend the weekend there with friends. I got a really sketchy DM on Instagram. My friend that's actually sitting here is one of my very best friends. And I was sitting in a coffee shop at the time, like working. So I worked from home. I like got this random DM from a girl. It included all of these like pictures, but it says like images sent in message requests are covered. Tap to see blurred image. Because she was like DMing me like we weren't friends on Instagram I guess it like until you accept the message like protects the images. I like send this to my friend and I'm like this can't be real right? Like this is totally spam. Like I'm gonna open this my whole phone's gonna blow up and she's like yeah it's really sketchy like don't open it. Well I couldn't like help it. I like had to open it because this is the message that went with the images. I would appreciate it if you wouldn't tell him directly who brought this to your attention, but I want you to know what 
he's up to. Honestly, once he started flirting, I wanted to see if he'd actually cross the line so I could tell you. This is a random person, no mutual friends with his friends or my friends. Like this was so sketchy. The first picture on the Instagram of the person who sent me this message, the girl was like, hey guys, finally made a new Instagram. It just looked so fake. There were like two pictures on the account. My friend didn't think it was real either. Turned out to be very real because the first thing, and you can see this when you open it is a photo. Oh my gosh, it's him. It's him. And it's like the boyfriend jump scare. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry. Do you notice any clothing? I don't. So he's naked in this selfie for those of you who can't see it. So then I open this and I'm like, that's him. I'm like, wait, I'm like, is I, and then I, and then you start to try to be like rationalizing things. Like, is this actually fake? Like someone actually went to that extent to make a fake. I don't know. I, I, I at first just like could not even grasp that it was real because the person I was dating at the time, my ex, again, everything that had happened up to this point. So now we're like three months into the relationship, maybe four. He was very much the like pursuer. He was very into me, very engaged in like the relationship, very pursuant, great to me, was great with my friends. So like a lot of it was initiated by him. And I made it very clear to him when he asked me to date, I said, look, like, I don't know that I'm like fully ready for this, but I know that like what we have is worth exploring. And I would regret not doing that. Mm -hmm. Like it was very clear. He was more into it, if you will. You had no reason to believe that he would send a suggestive selfie to some. Yeah, no, especially it would be one thing if I was like chasing him around or like not showing signs of commitment or there was just a lack of something like, no, that was absolutely not the case. He had been to a wedding of my friends with me. Like he's met my family. I've met his family, like all in such a short amount of time. So anyways, as you just saw, there was a photo sent and then she proceeds to send a video, which I cannot see because it's just blurred out and says video. So God, only knows what that was. This is where it gets inappropriate. So if there are children around, maybe remove them, plug your ears. I'll add some dramatic music. Here we go. A dramatic reading by our interviewee. (laughs) The the rated R DMs. Here we go. He sends the photo. She responds with a video. He then says, damn, no finger lick first. Knew it was all fake. What a shame. You're really freaking cute. And she says, sorry, it's harder to do than than I expected. Again, we have no idea what this video was. Everyone can use their imagination. I mean, she sent it and then he responded with damn, no finger lick first. So I can only assume if he sent a picture of himself that she sent a video of herself. So she says, sorry, it's harder to do than I expected. And he says, haha, we'll practice when we hang out. And she says, haha, okay, but one question because I don't want to cause any issues. Is that girl in your last couple of photos your girlfriend? Or he responds with, yeah, that's my girl. So we shouldn't hang out, hang out like that. But I get you're trying to make friends anyway. So now we're trying to like back out of the situation. And then she says, is she okay with you hanging out with other girls? I would just hate for something to happen. Winky face. He says, alone? Probably not if she knew. A little hard to explain hanging out with a random stunner like you out of the blue. Ha ha. And then he says, oh, you'd hate for something to happen? I think you'd have other feelings. It just continues to get worse. She says, well, she can come too with many smiley faces. This is borderline erotica now. End scene. Okay, so you're sitting in this coffee shop. You're going back and forth with your friend about these text messages trying to figure out if this is even real. What did you do next? So he 
he was at work, if anyone has friends or family or significant others in the military, you know that they're usually like MIA while they're at work. Their phones are like locked in a freaking safe house, basically. I knew he couldn't answer the phone. He was like actually in a training that particular day. So he was able to like respond. I was basically just like, tell me this isn't true. I already have all of the evidence. So there's absolutely no denying it. You might as well just tell me the truth. I'm hoping that the answer is no, but it's pretty hard to deny. And he basically admitted it, like came out right away and admitted it and was just like, I don't know her. I've never met her. She randomly DM'd me. It means absolutely nothing. I don't even know why I let it go there. I would never have have met up with her. This is why I hate saying this out loud, but I guess every experience is a lesson. So we'll just take that out of it. The fact that I even gave him a chance after this makes me sick because if anyone listened to my other episode, I should have learned my lesson many years ago and clearly have some things to learn. Well, why did you decide to forgive him after that? He immediately that day, as soon as he gets out of work, he calls me. He's like, I'm coming over right now. Like I'm straight from work. There was no bullshitting. There was no hesitation. It was just direct ownership. He didn't hide it. And he he said and did the right thing. From a friend's perspective to our friend over yonder, <laughs> were you thinking, like, what were you thinking? Were you thinking this is a bad idea for her to take him back or? I just hated it. Especially once there was proof of, like, I thought the DMs were sketchy at first, but then once you got the DM where his picture was blatantly in it, it's like, okay, there's no denying that, you know, this was even him. Hated it. But, you know, you want your friend to be happy. And if I support your choice, you know, either way. And knowing from what I knew from the beginning with him, he was treating her right and doing all the right things, saying, right things, meeting the families, you know, doing everything. I did hate the fact that he was going to be leaving for quite a few months soon after. So like to put your life on hold, I just, you know, I did check in with her and say, you're making a big decision, but it's your choice either way. You know, at the time I supported it because, you know, she was happy. person that was on the last episode, all he was, was full of absolute bullshit. Whereas like my ex took ownership of it. So he immediately came over and he was like, I take ownership of what I did. You don't deserve that at all. And I made a huge mistake. I will prove to you that like that will never happen again. Like, and then this is where the deployment card was pulled. The particular branch that he was in, it's super isolated. You know, he's like, I'm just in the weirdest headspace right now. Oh, essentially it was bullshit. It was delivered in a very genuine, honest way. And he literally just stayed in his freaking clothes that he came home in and went to work in like dirty clothes the next day because he just like didn't want to leave and like really wanted to fix it. It's easy for that to, at least in the short term, not make you forget, but kind of mask what just happened. I very stupidly decided to basically, I was just like, we'll try until you deploy. And like, if I can't get over it, then I can't get over it. You've decided to do your service to this country and forgive this man. And he goes on deployment. You know, God bless the United States. Okay. <laughs> he goes off. You've decided you're able to move on from it. You're, you're trying to be empathetic to what he's going through. What was life like for the six months that he was off serving his country? He wasn't even able to communicate on the phone. We were only able to email unless he was in a place that had Wi-Fi, which was maybe three times during the whole six months. It was a very different type of scenario that also added layers of complication. You know, I wrote to him every day and he was able to actually write to me, I would say like probably every three to five days, which is a lot for them. So we were in constant communication. He sent me flowers for our six month anniversary while they were on land, like sent me like a teddy bear, sent me a basket for Christmas with like this super sweet note. I'm so sorry that I'm missing our first Christmas. I can't wait for all the Christmases to come in person. Did all the right thing. It's finally not a miserable temperature outside, which only means one thing. Summer is coming up. And let's make one thing clear. There is Hibernation Abbey and there is Summer Abbey.
Abbey. And Summer Abbey likes to feel light and healthy. That's why I've been trying out meals from Factor. They've got meals shipped to your house that are super easy to heat up in a jiffy. And you're probably like, ew, a refrigerated meal that must be so unhealthy and gross. No, I can confirm these are delicious. And they have so many different options like calorie smart, keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. You can also add on more than 60 add-ons every single week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. You get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factors ready-to-eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring and you don't have to clean anything up. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Eating better is just one of the things that makes me feel better. And you know what also makes me feel better? Not having to clean up my kitchen when I just want to eat. This living alone thing is great until you realize you're responsible for all the cooking and cleaning around the apartment. And something that's been really helpful for me around mealtime is Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You've got over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Each meal takes about two minutes to heat up and there's so many yummy options like pancakes, smoothies, and more. Also, you know I love an afternoon snack and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is also super flexible, so if you want to pause and skip for a couple of weeks, you can totally do that. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off. During the deployment, I had been with him the least amount of time and got the most contact out of my other two friends in the same scenario. One of them married one of them together for over a year. The effort was without a doubt there. He's on deployment. He comes back. And I'm assuming you're like so excited to see this man. It's been six months. You're still sort of in the honeymoon phase because he left during like the first 90 days. When he came (laughs) back, were things wonderful? Were they not so great? They were wonderful for all of like 30 minutes. (laughs) That's when I started getting in my head, I would say. Getting in your head in what way? Naturally, when you're apart for even a shorter period of time, I would say, but especially an extended period, there's some like sexual tension built up. And like, obviously that's one of the things that you would think, especially a man would be like the most excited about in addition to, you know, obviously being around me and, you know, enjoying my company because I'm great. I mean, let's just be honest. Everything was great other than that. It just was like a really big red flag to me. And that's never for me been like the biggest part of any relationship, but it is extremely important the whole time, not the whole time, especially towards the end of deployment when it got closer to reality of like him being back. I think I was just worried is like the sexual chemistry going to be there? Why did he even engage with this other person? Is it because like there was something missing between us? I'm not going to say it it, like didn't happen at all, but it only happened like very few amount of times. And then just nothing. I brought it up and the response was which I've actually heard is super common super common from like other spouses girlfriends whatever who've been through it before that like they're gone for so long and they're like isolated it's just not the most important thing to them because they're so used to like that not being even a part of their lives and stuff I was like okay fine I'll let it go basically like I tried to initiate and then it was kind of shut down and I got really upset about it and then that's when that comment was made of like I love you it is absolutely not that I just I'm like really tired a week goes by nothing else happens and 
And I bring it up again. And he's like, no, like, I love you. Like, absolutely not. Like, we've been super busy, like doing all these things. So again, I'm like, okay, I'm just crazy and needy or, you know, like I start to get in my own head that I'm the one being unreasonable when I'm not at all. Then another week goes by and now we're like home with his family, seeing them doing all these things. I basically like called him out because I just felt so disconnected from him. At this point, we're like three weeks in. I'm so in my head. I'm so tired of second guessing if he is still as committed to the relationship as he was before. Maybe his feelings have changed. And at this point, I'm so hard headed that I'm like, well, I'm not initiating anything because that's bullshit. I've made it very clear how I feel and therefore you should make an effort. So we leave for a ski trip that following week was with all of his friends for like the first five days. I had planned it. He doesn't get to see his friends a lot because of being in the military and deployments and stuff. So it just worked out to where all of his friends from college were able to go. His brother was able to go. All of them I had met, I absolutely loved. They were super supportive during deployment while he was gone. Checked in on me. I actually went to his hometown and saw them one weekend while he was gone. They're phenomenal people. So the first five days we're going to be with them. The last five days we're going to be like a kind of romantic trip just for the two of us. I just like continued to feel increasingly disconnected from him daily. Long story short, we're like on the fourth day, we had gone out to dinner, gone and gotten some drinks. I basically was like, I'm going to go to bed. We are going to get up early and ski. Like I was like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. And he was like, okay, I'm going to like finish this show. It's 2 a.m. And you're watching like Planet Earth. That's fucking weird. Come to bed with me. Like there is absolutely no reason that you don't get your ass off the couch and come to fucking bed. None. And I don't know what snapped in my head at that point, but I got in bed and I was like, absolutely fucking. I was like, no, I'm done. I'm calling him out once and for all. I don't even care if I don't like the answer at this point. Like I just like had this thought of going on a romantic five day rest of the trip after this with him and like having no physical romantic connection whatsoever. No, thank you. I can do that with my girlfriends and go to Napa and spend my money there. I don't need to do this or want to. I mean, I basically call him out and I go out there and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, what do you mean? Do you want me to come to bed? And I'm like, no, I want you to fucking tell me what's going on. You're acting so distant. Something is going on. I've been asking you for weeks. And he says, I don't want to have this conversation right here or now. And I said, I don't give a shit what you want. We're having the conversation right here now at 2.30 AM. And you're clearly wide awake since you didn't want to come to bed. So buckle up. He basically just comes out and says like, I love you so much. I don't know why I've been feeling this way, but I just have been feeling differently since I got back and I've been trying to fix it. And I go, I don't want to be with someone who feels like they need to fix anything. First of all, I don't deserve that. Next question. You know, he was like, you basically just had nothing to say. If I'm being honest, he was just like, I don't know why, but I feel differently. And I was like, are you not attracted to me anymore? Like, are you not? And he was like, no, like you're beautiful. Like, I mean, yeah, I think maybe the physical attraction maybe isn't like as strong as it used to be. And I'm like, well, first of all, F you, because like I got some work done while you're gone and it looks good. It was a very shitty thing to hear. I was like, where do we go from here? And he was like, I just, I don't know. Obviously I wouldn't still be here if I didn't want this to work. I didn't want to just walk away from it. I was like, look, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who feels like they need to try this hard. It shouldn't be that hard. I'm going to book a flight and I'm going to leave. Good for you. Well, yeah, a little late to the freaking smart decision-making party. Did he at all put up a fight when you're like, I'm going to leave? Or was 
that's when I knew. I mean, it's a two hour drive from the mountains to the goddamn Denver airport. There was every opportunity to beg and plead and turn the car around. And I've seen that man beg before when he made a mistake. And when I said, I'm going to book a flight and I'm going to leave. And he said, okay, I understand. And I said, all right, here we go. Did you find out any reason why he was actually acting so bizarre? Yes. Yes, indeed. I did. I was actually on a bachelorette trip for one of my very good friends from college. So this is like three weeks later. So not long after. And I proceed to get a DM from a random person on the third night of our trip. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I also was like, we aren't together. How's this happening? I went and saw like the profile and I was like, I'm being catfished again. Literally Ashton Kutcher is about to, he's about to knock on my door and punk me because this cannot be real. In the middle of this bachelorette trip. Yes. Like we're about to go out for like the last night, the biggest night. And I am just like so caught off guard. Obviously I'm here celebrating love and marriage for one of my very best friends who I'm so happy for. They're now married. I love her husband, but it's, it's like, it hits home a little harder when like you've literally just had your heart crushed into pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This didn't help the situation. There's a lot of messages, so I won't like read them all, but she basically sent me, it was very deja vu of the first instance. And she was like, I just want you to know what your boyfriend is doing. Um, I just really think you should know because he is a dirtbag. And if you don't believe me, here's the proof. So she was under the impression that because he still had a very recent photo of his coming home from deployment with me in the photo. And so he had reached out to her in this particular instance. And she thought that we were still together. She was like, absolutely not. I'm going to tell your girlfriend. So I was like, oh, actually, we aren't together anymore. I really appreciate that. Whatever he does now, you know, he has every right to do so because I am we are not together. And she goes, well, this isn't the first time that he's reached out to this person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, it's been months. So while he was on deployment, he was messaging this girl before, during and after. No. And that's when my stomach sunk. I didn't care what he was doing now. We're, we're not together. Like you do you. I basically was like, do you have any proof? So she sends me screenshots. I'm going to start with the ones that were from before deployment because these are the ones that really got me the most. Just out of curiosity, like, is this even after you had that conversation about the first person? The week he was leaving. You're kidding. Nope. Mm -mm. The week he's leaving. Mind you, my friend can attest to this. He was with me every single night that week. Every night we went out and got dinner, made dinner, spent time together. We were together every single night for the seven nights leading up to when he, when I drove him mm -hmm. there and he left. He's having these conversations. Um, I can only assume maybe while laying next to me. I don't know another explanation, but given some of the timing he references, which you'll hear in a second, that's the only thing that I can assume. So these are from before deployment. He says, so I leave for a six month deployment in just a few days. So things are ending with her since I'm leaving. Why I was curious what you were up to tonight. Winky face. So he's referencing breaking up with me. Which is so bizarre because you mentioned that he was like a delightful human while he was on deployment. Sending you flowers, writing you twice a week. This is just out of nowhere. She says, I'm not the girlfriend type. I'm just the have sex with her before deployment type. And he says, no, basically like, I'm so sorry. That's not how I meant for it to come off. He says, don't forget the after deployment over and over again though, as well. He is planning to have sex with this woman. Not only now, but as soon as he returns. When he, well, he's with me. Also refusing sex from you, which is strange. Did he sleep with her after deployment? Like, does it look like any of that came to fruition? She told me, and I mean, I don't know this person and I have no reason to believe or not believe what she says, I guess. But she says that they've never met in person. Oh, that's weird. But the 
reason that she reached out to me is because he was asking her to come over that night and like had given her like his address and stuff. Like they were going to meet up finally. And that's, I think when she was like, you have a girlfriend. So again, it's like this whole like fantasy world that he like maybe lives in of having these interactions like online and thinking that it's like fine because he's not actually physically doing anything. But I have no way of knowing, to be honest, he owned up to what I had proof of. But I mean, when I asked him if he physically cheated on me, he said no. But I mean, I wouldn't believe a thing that comes out of his mouth. So who knows? So that's kind of like the end of the road with this person. He's Hannah Montana. He's living a double life on Instagram. And I love Hannah Montana. But yes, not in this case, not in this case. So how do you even move on from that? This guy, like you had no reason to believe other than like the people who are DMing you. And who knows how many other people he was DMing? Oh, I actually did find out also after this, there was another person confirmed at least like it was a real person that he had reached out to and tried to initiate things with. How did you find out about that? Uh, From someone that he worked with. So where do you stand with dating moving forward? Because now I'm sure you like need their Instagram passwords. Like if I were you, I would not date a guy without having his Instagram DMs open for me at all times. Yeah, like literally back to the background checks. To the friend in the room, what would be your (laughs) advice? Like, what do you think she could be doing better in her dating life? If you could tell her to change up one thing, what would you tell her? I don't know. Right now, I think you're doing the right thing. I think taking time, you're doing awesome things. You've got a bunch of things going in your life. I think taking time is actually actually good. You said to put yourself first instead of other boys. When I'm dating people, what yeah, should I do dating? differently? I don't know. The last one was hard because I think military is a little more difficult and things are heightened really quick, but I would say to take it a little slower from the start. Uh, she's a lover, which is great why we love her, but take a step back and just take it slow. So I also know that he was younger. Did you feel the age gap in that relationship? No, I, it is like such a toxic trait for me now. I'm not going to lie. She does, she does like the younger. That's actually something I would say is maybe it's not the age, it's the maturity. That's fair. I've never like actually had a serious, serious relationship with somebody older than me. Maybe the, the turning point here is we we look for the older men. We look for the silver foxes or oh, yeah. you did very well in this relationship, especially when you just had the balls to walk away when you were ready for it to end. So if someone's listening right now and is kind of like, I know I need to end this relationship or I'm thinking about it. What would be the one thing you would tell them to finally just end it? I just don't think that you, if you're with the right person, which I clearly have not found yet, maybe he's out there. <laughs> I fully like believe that when you're with the right person, like that thought shouldn't even cross your mind. So if it's crossing your mind, then that's a red flag waving in the air. And I had that exact thought that first DM came through my messages and I should have 1000% walked away right then and there. And I didn't. That cost me seven more months that maybe I could have met someone or maybe I could have bought a house then because I wasn't trying to, you know, waiting and maybe going to move with my ex. It shouldn't even be a thought that you have. And if it's a thought, then you should act on it is all I would say. I'll be looking for The only other time you and I talk is over drinks at happy hour and no longer on this podcast. I mentioned that. We'll have you on for season three next time your relationship ends though. Hey, maybe I'm in like a blissful relationship and now I'm engaged and I can come like for like a comeback, you know? We're going to have a specialty where are they now episode just for you. Next week on The Breakup Breakdown. I met him through Tinder. This guy seemed to be like the full package. He proposed. Everything was great. About a year later, my best friend, she looks at me and she's like, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, yeah. I'm literally not grasping what she's saying. I'm like, this isn't making sense. I don't think I really got the full story. Next week, we're diving into a story about a broken engagement and the intervention that quite literally changed the course of this girl's life. Tune in August 16th to get the full story from her perspective. 
perspective. And don't forget, we've got a bonus episode coming out on the 11th with Lexi, coworker Justin, and my new friend Lily from the Date Brazen podcast, where we will be breaking down this week's main episode.